0: Hello and welcome to Research Roundup brought to you by the Primary Care Collaborative Cancer Clinical Trials Group, PC4. I'm Christy Milley and each month we'll be looking at what's new in cancer in primary care research and I'll be talking to authors of recent publications and presentations. Today we're speaking with Dr Monica Koo and Professor Yoros Liritsopoulos from University College London. Yoros is a Professor of Cancer Healthcare Epidemiology and leads the Epidemiology of Cancer Healthcare and Outcomes ECHO group, and Monica is a Postdoctoral Fellow in the ECHO group. They've recently published The Prevalence of Chronic Conditions in Patients Diagnosed with One of 29 Common Cancers and Rarer Cancers, a cross-sectional study using primary care data in the Journal of Cancer Epidemiology. Welcome, Monica and Yorios
1: Thank you. Thank you, Christy.
0: So to open up, I wanted to ask you, what do we currently know about the impact pre-existing chronic conditions have on cancer? And why is understanding the burden these conditions create important?
1: Thank you, Christy. Yes, so in medicine, at least traditionally, we have a tendency of the disease-centered model, and we tend to compartmentalize things. So most of the literature, historically at least, is you know about cancer or about other diseases, and the two do not often coexist. Of course, the reality is the complete opposite. Cancer is a disease of the older age, on average, and there is a whole spectrum of other degenerative diseases, Cardiometabolic diseases, musculoskeletal diseases that also peak in their incidence and prevalence in the older age. So in spite of uh, of that, the the literature, if you want, is not that florid. However, we do know some aspects of this question. We know that chronic conditions influence uh, survival from cancer. Uh, Most likely, this is because of the effect that chronic conditions have on choices and use of certain treatments, although the evidence around that is a little bit less established by comparison to the impact on survival. What we don't know particularly well is how the chronic conditions uh, may be interacting with the diagnostic process the thought process, if you want, and the behavior, the help-seeking behavior of the patient themselves and the decision-making processes regarding the use of tests and specialist assessments by the doctors. So this is an area that is, if you want, well-known as a problem, the interaction between chronic diseases and cancer, but is not very well studied. Whatever part of the problem is well studied, tends to center on the association uh, with outcomes and treatment, but not with diagnosis.
0: And what were your goals with this study? Well, as Iorios was saying,
2: our main aim is to eventually look at how morbidities are associated with diagnostic processes for cancer. But before we do that, as sort of a foundational paper, we wanted to examine the prevalence of morbidities, And that's partly because morbidities are challenging to measure and what has currently already been done mostly comes from secondary care where certain morbidities that are managed typically in primary care may be underreported or otherwise focus on particular cancers that are common, so lung cancer or colorectal cancer. So we wanted to do this across a representative cancer patient population that were diagnosed with all sorts of cancers and using primary care derived data.
0: And this study used data from the National Cancer Diagnosis Audit. Could you give us a little bit of background about this program?
2: Yep. So the National Cancer Diagnosis Audit, I mean, it's a bit of a mouthful. So if I go with NCDA from now, it was conducted in 2017. It was led by a couple of governmental and third sector bodies here. So NHS England, the National Cancer Registration and Analysis Service, so Cancer Registry in England, and Cancer Research UK, the big charity for cancer research. And It also had support from a couple of other bodies, but those were the main organizations involved. And the NCDA really builds on the first audit of cancer diagnosis in primary care, which has an even longer acronym, the NACDPC, conducted around 10 years ago, really aiming to delve into the primary care processes prior to a cancer diagnosis, given that the majority of individuals who are diagnosed with cancer present in primary care. And so the NCDA focused on individuals diagnosed with cancer in 2014. So initially, cancer registration identified these individuals, and then GP practices that had volunteered and agreed to participate in the audit were asked to complete questionnaires for all of these individuals on various aspects of the diagnostic process and also patient characteristics, including morbidities. So The audit really harnesses robust sort of cancer registration data, in addition, with unique insights into primary care, and that obviously has advantages and disadvantages compared to other methods that I'm sure we'll go into.
0: So as you mentioned, talking about this survey, you do discuss it as a limitation, in your paper in that it only records 11 conditions. Could you elaborate on this just a little bit and maybe around any other limitations you had and the impact that these had on your analysis?
2: Yep, so information on morbidities was collected by the audit through essentially tick boxes for 10 very specific conditions and one catch-all other morbidity Tick box. And so auditors would be going through the medical records for each individual diagnosed with cancer and trying to identify if they had had any of these conditions prior to being diagnosed with cancer. And so we are beholden to the number of tick boxes that were decided to be included as part of the audit at the time. Which means that possibly, for example, if someone had both asthma and COPD, because we've only got one tick box for respiratory symptoms, we may be undercounting situations there. And in terms of other limitations of our study, first of all, the validity of the information that we were able to study is dependent on how complete the primary care records were and how accurate the primary care records were and how they were interpreted by primary care professionals, so GPs and other professionals, when they were completing the audit questionnaire. And this hasn't necessarily been examined. However, what we do know is that the morbidities that were chosen as our tick boxes of interest were typically common chronic conditions they were likely to have been well recorded in primary care records because they're very much in line with those covered by the quality and outcomes framework the qof the qof which is a pay for performance scheme in the uk that rewards practices for recording certain conditions and managing them and so hopefully we've got a good sense of the picture of morbidity prior to cancer diagnosis, as measured in primary care.
0: You compared 29 different cancer sites in this study. So did you find that morbidity varied between these sites?
2: So yes, yeah, we found that for the majority of morbidities, there was actually limited variation in standardized prevalence. We looked at both observed and standardized prevalence because for certain cancers, because of the typical age of the individuals diagnosed with cancer may differ and morbidities are highly associated with age. We wanted to try and adjust for that. And so I'll focus on the standardized prevalence estimates. And so there was broadly speaking, limited variation in the prevalence of the 11 morbidities we examined between different cancers. But there were, interestingly, a few exceptions to this pattern. So, for example, the prevalence of diabetes was relatively high among individuals who were then later diagnosed with liver cancer or endometrial cancer or pancreatic cancer. And similarly, the prevalence of respiratory disease was more common among lung cancer patients compared to the overall prevalence in the study population as a whole.
0: What were the other key findings of your analysis and how did these compare to the existing evidence?
1: Our study belongs to a a small family of studies that look at the prevalence of chronic conditions in primary care using sources from the general practice. There are many more investigations trying to capture comorbidity using hospital records and those tend to underestimate the true prevalence of chronic conditions so that is the biggest if you want contrast between our study and the literature.
0: And our last question is always about the take-home message of your study so what do you want our listeners to take away from your research?
1: Yes our, our study is a reminder of the interplay between chronic conditions and cancer. The degenerative conditions such as cardiovascular disease chronic obstructive pulmonary disease diabetes and many cancers share risk factors and of course uh, once a patient is diagnosed with cancer they form part of the of the management plan and they influence both the acute care for cancer and survivorship so i think We, the key take-home message is to remind ourselves of these realities, which can guide us through prevention efforts and also a more holistic management of the patients once they are present and they are diagnosed with cancer.
0: Wonderful. Uh, Thank you both so much for your time today. Thank you for having
2: us.
1: Thank you.
0: Thanks for downloading Research Roundup produced by PC4. You can access the articles and other information in our show notes. Please let us know what you think about this episode by emailing us at info 4 tgcomau or keep in touch via Twitter where you'll find us at PC4TG and there's also our website which is pc4tg.com.au.